Our next teller is Jen Carruthers, who moved to Des Moines 16 years ago from Illinois. She's a change agent who wants to make the city a lot cooler and more diverse, and I applaud you for that, Jen. Welcome. So most of you are out there looking at me and thinking, is that a man or a woman? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I just never really blended into my gender. I don't blend it at all, really. I mean, look at me. I am a 40-year-old, boyish-looking lesbian, high fade, wears men's clothing, and I typically date straight women. Straight. And I get called <laughs> Sir Jim on the regular. By the way, if you didn't catch my name, it's Jen, not Jim. But you know, I have a cousin Jim, so maybe that counts. You see, I've always played in both gender sandboxes. I was never by stereotypical standards female. You know, I like Transformers, Tonka trucks, didn't play with Barbies. I punched my friend Derek in the face because he ditched me for another kid in the neighborhood once. <laughs> I love WWF wrestling, and those out there, 80s, 90s, yeah, the real WWF, like Hulk Hogan, Coco Beware, Ravishing Rick Rude, yeah, Andre the Giant, you know what I'm talking about. I love WWF. Oh, and did I mention, I refuse, absolutely refuse to wear dresses. Oh, and I did all this with like the sweetest bowl cut that you've ever seen. I would go to Friday night football games with my neighborhood friend Justin sometimes, and we'd play this really cool game of who could get more high school girls to comment on who the cutest boy was. And if my memory serves me correct, I'm pretty sure I usually won. <laughs> I think also I had a neighborhood girlfriend. I mean, what friend hops, you know, on their three-wheeler and hunts you down if for any reason she thought that you were standing her up. Single white female, anyone? <laughs> it's like in third grade. You know, I was just always a little bit awkward and different um, because I identify as a girl. I still do, but like my own kind of girl. Girl nonetheless, except that I looked like a boy until I was 14. Now get this, entered high school, under five feet tall, less than 80 pounds, that's like the size of most of your golden doodles at home. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that, that, you know, sweet bowl cut? That was still in effect. I was low on estrogen, no boobs, like training bra until my junior year of high school. I mean, can you even imagine? I literally looked like a nine-year-old little boy, but I was in high school, miserable. You know, and the thing is, as a kid, all you want to do is fit in. And when you don't blend in, it sucks. I mean, nothing is meaner than a high schooler. And I was bullied. And you know, if the internet had existed in the 90s, honestly, I'd probably be dead today. But I had a wonderful, loving, supportive family. I was super headstrong. And if you don't believe me, ask my parents, they're here. They had to buy a book on how to raise a stubborn child. <laughs> but I'm happy to say I survived. However, I didn't really thrive until my 20s when I figured out I was gay. Duh. 
I know, most people are there looking at me like, she didn't know until her 20s? <laughs> Trust me, it's baffling to me to this day, it took me that long. But it wasn't until I moved into Des Moines in 2002 because no one knew me. I got to start a new life, a clean slate. And, you know, I kind of found a true sense of worth and I found drag. Now, my drag journey is really not all that impressive. It was Sunday Funday shenanigans with my friends. We drank quite a bit and we'd go down the garden because I had a teen and amateur night. And once socially lubricated enough, got enough liquid courage, we'd go backstage, we'd borrow some of the queens, you know, who perform on the regular, some of their clothes, makeup, throw on a mustache, whatever, just to be more masculine presenting. And then in front of like 20 other drunk people and our friends, we would perform to the styles of like rap, R&B, hip hop, just not country, I'm not a two-stepper. <laughs> and honestly, they were so hammered, it was like probably the best show that they never remembered, and for good reason. <laughs> But it didn't matter. You know why? Because the only person it really mattered to was me. Whether I realized it, you know, at the time or not, I was starting to connect to, like, my authentic self. What most people probably deem as your masculine side. But in those moments, those moments, it was shining. You know, I was getting to be a part of who I deeply was, but I never displayed on the regular. Here I was, nervous and awkward in my everyday life still dressing like a chick, but desperately and obviously trying to find myself. On stage, I didn't realize it, but I began to do that. You know, and those freeing experiences kind of stick with you over the years, and I decided to take this little show legit, and I found this thing called Drag King DSM. Now, I know all of you out there like, what in the hell is a drag king? <laughs> Everyone asks me all the time. Everyone seems to know what a drag queen is, but this king is like a mythological beast. So a queen is a man dressed as a woman trying to display stereotypical feminine qualities. A king, I know I see the light bulbs going off. It is, it is a woman dressed as a man displaying stereotypical masculine qualities. And now you see, my mission for Drag King DSM was to take this really beautiful, empowering thing and get it out of the gay bars and get it out to the broader community. Because drag king should be, to me, it should be this open invitation for anyone to join in on this really cool form of thought-provoking and inclusive art. And I was blown away by the people who wanted to do it and who did it, like Marianne. Let me tell you about Marianne. She is an 80-year-old <laughs> woman that performs with her granddaughter, Anita, every year. Now, Marianne gets up on stage, and unlike me, you're not like, is that a man or is that a woman? <laughs> no, Marianne is an 80-year-old grandmother in her everyday grandma gear. All she does is slap on a mustache. Nothing less. <laughs> <laughs> nothing less, nothing more. And sometimes she even like does it upside down. I don't think she realizes it. We're like the little black tips. <laughs> She's cute. Are curling up her cheek like Salvador Dali. And Marianne got up there one year, just nailed this performance to twist and shout. It was like in the stylings of Ferris Bueller. And you would have thought that Marianne was on that float in the parade in the movie. I mean, it was awesome. She's 80 and she was taking dollar bill tips in her mouth. <laughs> but one day I came home and there was a thank you note in my mailbox. It was in that really distinct, you know, 
curly cursive script that one would come to expect a grandma in her 80s probably still uses today. It was from Marianne. She wanted to let me know she appreciated the courageous stand on behalf of equality of all people, especially our diverse population. That was what drag king was to her. She further elaborated, we are all created equal under God. Every single one of those words were underlined. You know, because the thing is, Marianne came every year. She performed, she had fun, but she didn't feel it necessary or so moved to let me know until this magical seventh year. And she just wanted to let me know that was what dragging was to her. That was the embodiment of it, that no one deserves to be labeled. And so Marianne signed the letter in her stage name, Teddy. <laughs> and in like true classic grandma fashion, she slapped a little teddy bear sticker, you know, right next to her signature. <laughs> but you know, Marianne was onto something. There was something very magical about that seventh year. I don't know why. I was standing on stage, I was looking out at the audience, and I was in awe of what I had built. It was one of the most diverse populations I think I've seen at any event ever. Not even just in Des Moines. I'm talking age 21 to over 80, every ethnicity, socioeconomic background, like every letter of the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ um, spectrum was being represented, all their allies and everything in between. But you know what? The air was heavy. And it was heavy with this feeling of just mutual love, respect, and support. You know, in that moment, that's when I realized, at the very core, what drag is all about. It's about stripping. Now I see some of your faces, not that kind of stripping. I think maybe sometimes that kind of stripping. But seriously, it's just about stripping away all those, you know, you're not supposed to do that. You know, you're a woman, so you're not supposed to dress like that. You're a man, so you're not supposed to dance like that. It's taking away all those judgments and labels and preconceived notions of what we're supposed to be, and it just kind of gives it a big, giant middle finger. <laughs> and you know, it's probably hard or weird for some of you out there to kind of wrap your head around it, but when we start breaking those boxes of what is stereotypical male or female and all the rest, you begin to see how familiar we all are. Humans. When you go against the grain, you start to see that we have more in common. And you start to feel a little bit less than alone and different, like I once felt. Because you realize there's a place and there is a tribe in this crazy world that will support you. You know, because when you start mixing and blending different sex, gender, cultures, religions, whatever you're trying to blend or mix, again, you just see that we we're born human. And the rest is up to you to define personally, no one else. You know, the more we take away what you're supposed to look like, what you're supposed to say, what you're supposed to do, and we start embracing our community, that's when it gets more productive. Because when those start blending on a regular basis, that is when our community starts thriving, and that's where you start seeing real minds start to change. You know, so I truly hope everyone out there gets a chance to feel as free to be who they are as I do every day. 
both in and out of the drag community I help create here in Des Moines because I want everyone to feel free, but not just only feel free, be actually 100% accepted and loved for exactly who you are. So, if any of you are feeling weird and you kind of want to give a big giant middle finger to some gender roles, <laughs> holler at me. I'm your girl. We, thank you. We can slap on a mustache or step into a pair of heels because you know what? No matter how that is, I would love for everybody to join in. Thank you. Thank you.